There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talks on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 7 of season 1 of Superstition. Well, close. All right. <laughs> you got some ratings news. I'm a little yes, disappointed, though. All right. Episode 7 had a 0.04 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.198 million viewers, making it the 149th rated cable show for the day. Come on, guys. We need some help here. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm so disappointed. I feel like it should be doing way better. Right. And let's see. This was the first episode on... No, this was before the change to Thursday night, I think. Okay. So this was back when it was still on Friday night. But maybe it'll get better. Yes. We can keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Because... I am liking this, and I'm hoping you guys... Actually, we're getting a couple people on various platforms, on the podcatchers, liking Superstition specifically, so I'm hoping that it's just one of those, because of the day, it's been having a hard time like really capturing people. Right. So let's jump into it, though, shall we? All right, Episode 7, Echoes of My Mind. Dredge captures Calvin and tries to torture him into releasing the evil demons imprisoned in his ring. What's worse, the Dredge's minions are descending on the town's Founder Day Festival. Well, I'm sure nothing could go wrong here. No, not at all. Oh, no. So we open with a flashback where we see Calvin getting captured by a Taliban gang and tortured for information, but he's not talking. I thought we were finally getting some of his backstory. Right, yes, that we were going to see some of those uh, redacted things from his military service file. Yeah, and I guess we kind of did. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, just a tiny bit, I guess. Yeah, so we cut back to Isaac B. and May, and they are discussing a rescue plan and what has happened to Calvin. Yeah, and... B was not too happy, but then again, neither was May. Right, and B is totally against May joining Isaac. She does not want Garvey to be completely parentless. And just the fact that she said that, I think, made May all the more determined. I think you're absolutely right. And with the fact that she also thought Calvin getting captured was all her fault for being all buddy-buddy with the doctor and right. not realizing he was not the doctor. But, I mean, they did have to tell her, listen, how are you supposed to know that? Right. There's really no way you would know that that wasn't the doctor. That's the point of the drudge. Right. And, I don't know, do you think she's actually remembering, then, everything that she said? 
I have a feeling she probably is. And, and that's what's making things a whole lot worse for her is that it's really making her feel like she gave the dredge all this ammunition to use against Calvin. So of course she wants to get him back before something really bad happens to him. Mm -hmm. So of course Isaac may get to team up, go track down Calvin and try to rescue him. I don't think they did too bad of a job, like getting themselves together for this because I mean, Isaac, I think will finally share some information because he obviously doesn't want anything to happen to May. Right. So I think finally it's going to be like, listen, this is what you need to do to take care of yourself just in case. Right. So fingers crossed. Yeah. And oh, that flashback. Turns out the dredge recreated the memory of his past to try to make Calvin's mind crack. Guess what? It didn't work. No. It's kind of funny, too, the way he calls him out. Right. Yeah, that was pretty good. So the dredge needs Calvin pliable so that he can submit to his demands to pull out other infernals from the Ring of Solomon. See, I don't understand this, how taking him back into his memories was going to suddenly get him to, like, release the infernals. Any ideas on how that was supposed to happen? Right. I really think that uh, the Dredge was going to try to set up a situation where Calvin agrees to something that isn't really releasing the Infernals, but it's an admission of some kind of, yeah, let's do this, and it ends up being something that will release the Infernals. Oh, okay. I don't know. But, hey, I guess... The Dredge is thinking everything that happened in Afghanistan is the way to get a Calvin. Right. And it was weird, some of what we've seen. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was funny because you think the Dredge would, as old and as powerful as he is, he would not make some of the mistakes that he made. Right. That was what blew me away was that a lot of it was just... At least to us, it was very obvious. Why are you bringing in Arlo? And at one point, we see Isaac as a, a military guy. And, of course, Doctor is in there. And you go, this is not going to help your cause because it just is keys to Calvin to realize this isn't right. See, I was thinking that was kind of Calvin's mind and possibly the ring trying to help him okay like he like the dredge was pulling him into afghanistan but maybe the ring since it's supposed to protect and calvin's mind was like pulling it where it was a weird mix of afghanistan and the hastings home right and then you had his mom and arlo and his dad and may and like everything kind of thrown in there as a way to be like look at this realize this is not what you think it is. Right. And that the way the mission went didn't go exactly the same way either. Right. Interesting. That's that's a nice theory that it was the ring that was able that the ring might have been able to do that to keep Calvin on his toes to where he's not completely uh engulfed in the memory to where he's not realizing something's not quite right here. Because there was a lot of really weird things. Like you were saying when Isaac shows up and he's dancing with May. Right. And then the one thing that 
Kelvin is seeing is may get shot and die. I mean, obviously not exactly that way, but that's got to be something like, wait a second, she's not here. And that's what was making me think that it's like his subconscious and the ring like, hey, this isn't happening. You need to get yourself together. Right. And of course, the drudge. not the infernals inside right. the ring, that's for sure. But, <laughs> but it, it didn't help that the drudge was apparently like certain phrases. And right. that's going to be finally what helps break Calvin ultimately out of it. I was surprised. Like, I feel like that's almost like a rookie mistake. Yeah. But maybe he hasn't had to deal with somebody like a family at this level that are this strong. Right. Yeah, that, there's no doubt about that. He had never dealt, never even seen an immortal, mm-hmm. and much less deal with Calvin, who's pretty tough himself. Which makes me, again, think that there's a whole lot more to what happened in Afghanistan, the redacted stuff, and I kind of oh, yeah. want to know what it is. <laughs> yeah, so do I. So Isaac and May... Head off following the rune signal and end up at an abandoned sugar mill where they think the dredge is keeping Calvin. Only, it's a trap! I don't think that Isaac thought otherwise, though. I don't think so either. I think he expected a trap. Yeah. And I think that's why, like I had said, he kind of clued May into stuff by giving her a clip that had bullets with runes in in them. Right. On them. Yeah. And exactly. that that would help make a difference. And then didn't he give her a second gun or something? Yes. Okay. Like try to think out what. Yeah. And of course they get attacked and two fight back and Isaac is able to take one of the infernals hostage. Yeah. I thought May was just going to end the guy though. I did too. She was pretty ticked. But she kind of changes her tune after Isaac starts to torture this guy with some ancient tactics and tools, so he will reveal where the dredge is keeping Calvin. Yeah, um, that was kind of interesting, because, what was it, it was just water or something? Yeah, water with um, some stones that, if you don't tell the truth, get burned. So it's like, kind of holy water. Truth-telling holy water. Very much so. Yeah, I, I love it how at first she's like, oh... You're torturing them. You just blew how many of them away. Right. You weren't too concerned ten minutes ago. And being a police officer, she's not. that's not how she operates and how she's been taught to operate. You don't torture your prisoners. True. But this is not an ordinary prisoner. And as soon as he said that there's going to be a whole heck of a lot of infernals showing up at the Founders Day celebration, it seemed that her attitude changed again. Yeah, quite quite quickly, and I need to go take care of that right now. Yeah, and uh okay, so she's going to go take off and try to figure this out, and Isaac's like, here, take this with you. Right. It's like holy hand grenades, kind of. <laughs> well, holy hand grenade of Antioch, I don't know. And, okay, off she goes to try to figure out how to cancel everything. So right. I don't think this is going to go well. No. Because she, of course, attempts to implore the mayor to cancel the ribbon-cutting ceremony, and he's like, no way. It's the most important part of the whole event, the ribbon-cutting, of course. So, of course, May comes up with Plan B by talking with Officer Patala and 
They come up with the reason for postponing the event. There's a gas leak on the premises. I love how she made it like it was all his idea. Right. Oh, no, those people are in danger. She's like, you're right. Giving her a possible way out if necessary. Right. Go back to the sugar mill and our infernal manages to smudge the chalk on the chalk circle that is keeping him imprisoned and allows him to break free. I thought Isaac did it like he was screwing with them about the crystal Mm -hmm. and then saying, this is everything there is to know about the the Ring of Solomon and then purposely did that to basically lure the Infernal to attack him. Right. Because that guy didn't seem too bright. And of course, he also takes the crystal Isaac had on him that contained all his knowledge of the ring. Because obviously, um, not. right, right, <laughs> obviously he's bringing that. Yeah, that guy's not the brightest bulb. That's all I'm saying. Right. Indeed he isn't. <laughs> so, of course, Patal and May declare a gas leak emergency and start poking around the Founder Day celebration premises. And, of course, Mayor Bickley has some strong words for them. Yeah, he, he wasn't happy. Because a band of infernals has come to partake in the festivity. Now, I was really surprised that the mayor wasn't completely freaked out when this happened. Right. Like, I feel like most people might have been a little more like, what the hell is going on? Right. He was way too calm, cool, and collected. and Well, until he ran away. Well, (laughs) he made his exit very uh, stealthily, shall we say. Yeah, so I was kind of feeling like he was slimy. Yeah. And it's like, I will cover my ass and, oh, well, you're out on your own. Right. But May did really well, and she was just kind of kicking some infernal ass. I was surprised. Yes, she was handling them very well. All to a point, anyway, till they get into a certain tent. And there's way more than she was expecting. Right. And, of course, it's Nurse Judy who shows up and is able to get the drop on May. And as she starts kissing her on the mouth to suck the life from her, out of nowhere shows up James. I was surprised. I didn't think he would be anywhere close. Right. Did not expect that at all. And that was a... Awesome, awesome. It was a nice fight, yeah. And that's about the time that the mayor, well, right before that is when the mayor, you know, beat feet out. Right. And James and her kind of fighting back to back and taking everyone out. He even gave her, like, a gun to take care of the Infernals. And I was really impressed, and then I got really mad. (laughs) Because all of a sudden, she's pointing it at him, and she's like, I'm taking you in. Are you kidding me? Right. He just saved your life. Come on, mate. You need to think about things before you're like, I'm all of a sudden going to be fighting supernatural things and then go right back into cop mode. Right. Um, He could probably kill you if he really wanted to. Yes. There's no doubt in my mind that he could. And finally, some common sense hits her and says, okay, yes, you're right. I'll let you go this time. Come on, May. Ah. <sighs> May, May, May. I think you need to catch up with everything going on. I mean, geez, you were in, like, a mirror universe. Right. You think you'd be a little more willing to look at things 
and not Probably. just black and white, like more shades right. of gray at this point. Yes. And hopefully she will very soon. Wow. We'll find out. So, of course, the Infernal that escaped returns to the dredge with the crystal he got from Isaac to telling the good news that his nemesis is dead. Apparently, these guys really are kind of dumb. This one especially. He was just... Because <laughs> even the look that the dredge gave him was yeah. like, can you even be this stupid? Yeah. Is it possible? Yeah, and he's like, oh, oh yeah, this is a good crystal, is it? Yeah, you're right, it is. And then just whack right into the guy's skull. Right. Apparently it was good to kill that guy, is what it was. <laughs> but it was also a tracking rune, so the dredge knows that Isaac is now on his way. Now, do you think it's the dredge didn't tell them all that Isaac is immortal, and that's why this guy was just like, I can take him out, no big deal. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's just not going to share that information. Oh, hell no. I thought, I'm sorry, that he would tell his people, yeah, you can't just kill him because it ain't going to happen. Right. But No, I don't think that, I think that would probably have scared him off even more. Oh, see, I didn't think about that. Right. If, if he actually had told all the Infernals exactly what they were up against, I'm thinking most of them would have just said, eh. I'll pass. Thank you very much. Yeah, I gotcha. I want to live for a while longer. Yeah, because, I mean, Isaac had to regrow his liver and knit up the skin. Right. And uh he's going to be coming and hurt you. That's it. He's going to put a hurt. Right. So, of course, the dredge gets back into his mind and really tries to work Calvin over with this apparent mission where he was to save this father and daughter who apparently were helping the military, and we actually get to a scene where it looks like the, in the original, how it happened, he wasn't able to save them. But this time he is, and of course, the dredge is, the doctor is telling him, call for the pickup. And that's when Calvin realizes, this isn't right. Right, and again, like, everything kind of kicks in, like, this didn't work this way because, and this was interesting because he says, I made the wrong call, so I couldn't save them. Right. So I'm I'm sure carrying that guilt is something that, weirdly to say, is what helped him here. Yes, I think so. And it was funny that the dredge thought it would be the one thing that he could use against him. Right. Like, oh, you did it, so now you don't have this guilt. Right. Uh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Calvin wakes up and does his best, what would you call it? He's got a ring, that Green Lantern-looking uh, uh, attack on the dredge with the ring. Yeah, well, I'm guessing he's going to be able to, like, take this huge evil power and, I don't know, collect it. But at the same time, he's so green- like, I don't know right. how well he did the the spell or whatever. Right. Because it seems like that's a huge catch. That's like, I'm going to go out fishing, and I now caught, you know, a 20-pound fish. My right. very first time out on, like, a pole with string. Like, not even a fishing pole, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it seems like a pretty big deal. And I kind of feel like Isaac, who does, does show up, saying he's proud of him, too, at that time. But... 
Like, I feel like he should have done something to kind of make sure everything was super secure. Right. Didn't seem yeah, to work. Like, uh, let me, uh, let me just put the double that for a minute right. and just make sure everything's all nice and tight. Nothing is going to be getting out anytime soon. Right. No loose pieces in this puzzle kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, impressive. He was able to fight through all that. So don't get me wrong. It's just like, I feel like Isaac should have put a little extra, you know, hoodoo on it. Right. Absolutely. Because I have a feeling we may be dealing with this in the very near future, I think. That's possible. So as we end the episode, May and the mayor are discussing a new date for Founders Day. And as May leaves the mayor, he turns and we see that he's an infernal as well. Which I was a little surprised. So I don't know if he was an infernal before or after what happened in the tents then. Right. That's the, the unknown here is was has he been an infernal all along and we, nobody knew it? Or did an infernal get him in the melee in the tents? Yeah, because all of a sudden he was able to, to not be affected by those grenades. I mean, yeah, she said, cover your eyes, but was that enough? Right. So this is where my questions start to start bubbling. It makes me wonder. Right. I don't think we're ever going to really find out. I mean, why would they tell us when he right. became That's an infernal? True. Right. That's true. We may not find out, but we're going to have to deal with the guy because he's the mayor. That's true. And this could go really bad really fast. Exactly. Because he's got some power that could probably do some digging on the Hastings family. Maybe he's a good infernal. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm not going to go that far. (laughs) Uh, James, he's not. Yeah, I don't think we can get that lucky. No, but I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good to get at least see what some of Calvin had to deal with in the military. And yes, he did get captured and tortured and didn't break. So that was maybe that some of what is redacted. Maybe not. Maybe it was the mission to try to save this father and daughter. Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe we'll get some information. Maybe not. Yes, exactly. Well, from you guys, we'd like information because we'd like you to rate and review us on iTunes and every other podcatcher that you're finding us on. Because, of course, good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show because I think this is a show that is really interesting because it's not just Monster of the Week. You have, like, the thread. And it's just something that even though you feel like it's a little bit of something you've seen before, it has a whole new flavor to it. Right. You have more of a family atmosphere going on because you've got a father and a son and the mother and former girlfriend and daughter and all that. So, yeah, it's it's definitely got some family threads woven into the story. Yeah, it's... Really makes it enjoyable. It is. Uh, Mario Von Peoples has done a fantastic job with this oh my show. God, he's... He's great. And I swear he still looks the same as he did forever ago. <laughs> Maybe he is. <gasps> Maybe he is. And don't forget to send us your thoughts and your tinfoil hat theories to sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. We love to hear from you. Tweet along with Steve. I unfortunately am always working during this, but tweet along at 
It's at FTZ Podcast, or Steve will be on his own, which is at Sell Your Steve. You can find it, of course, at www.fangirlzone.com. On our contact page, you can find everywhere that we are, and we love hearing from you guys, and we're really happy that you guys are following and tweeting with us and talking about the show online. But again, put on those tinfoil hats. Tell us what you think. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. It's just like life, May. When you're born into this life, a certain amount of pain is inevitable. But suffering is optional. And until next time.